0: Hey gang, welcome to the 10th Epilogue Gaming Podcast. From everyone at Epilogue, we hope that you enjoyed your weekend. I'm Ben Vollmer, and this week, as always, I'm joined by Marcos Carmona and Dakota Trammell. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit about Red Dead Redemption today. Uh, we'll be talking about what makes a good protagonist in video games. That's going to be our discussion segment. I hope you guys have, we're going to pick our three favorites uh, each. So I've, I've got mine lined up. I feel good about mine. Uh, Marcos, how you feeling about your three? Fantastic. Fantastic. Dakota already admitted to one of hers being bad, so we'll have to wait and see what that is. Uh, but just to kick things off, Dakota, what have you been playing this week? Uh,
1: some My time at Porsche still.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And uh, Okami.
0: I saw that my time at Porsche is getting some like actual attention on, on Twitch. I don't know if the developers are paying streamers to do it or if it's just one of those games that Attracted streamers because it seems pretty stream friendly. Uh, but it, it I, I know that. Um, who was it? Was it Dance Gaming? Did I tell you that? Yeah. Dan's Ga- yeah. He was streaming it. Um, some, some really big streamers. So that's good. That can't do anything but help a small little game like that. So. Yeah. Um, is there any kind of timeline for like a release schedule for? Because it's not. This is early access. So. Yeah. We-
1: this is. I don't. There's. As far as I'm aware, there's no, like, real announcement or any kind of idea of a release date. Right. Um, I won't—I'm not expecting one for maybe, like, two years, though.
0: Wow. Yeah, I guess that's kind of the cycle, right? About a year that's or two? That's about the
1: standard, and, yeah. I mean, wow. most games actually go for longer on early access. I think Starbound was out on—I was in high school. I was, like, a junior in high school before that was, like—
0: Sometimes games are never even make their way out. Was when I was still in early
1: access. Yeah, yeah so, sometimes
0: they just kind of like linger there.
1: Starbound just released like last year, like officially last year, maybe a year and a half ago. Wow. So that was an early access for about three, four years. Is
0: Minecraft still in uh, early access? I think... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know what you I, would consider <laughs> Minecraft, but I don't think they I wouldn't ever considered consider it early access.
1: Early ac- I wouldn't consider it early they access. They did have a beta
0: phase. I remember like hearing about No, yeah, about they it had a beta it, and
1: alpha, because that's when I first started playing it, and it was like Fifteen bucks. For That's the crazy,
0: game. crazy to think about. Um, and you're, of course, you're playing the Okami HD remake, right? Not the original. Yeah. Yeah. I watched you stream a little bit of that, uh, Marcos. What about you? What have you been playing this week?
2: Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters
0: and uh, Monster Hunter World. I played a little Monster Hunter World. I'm about two hours in now. Nice. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I, well for one. Let me just let me just paint this picture. I. I mentioned this probably a few podcasts ago, but I have like, <laughs> I've traditionally been way behind in terms of gaming. When I was growing up, like I would still have a GameCube, everybody would have an Xbox 360 or whatever, whatever. And I'd catch up a few years later. Well, this time I was right on the wave of 4K. Like as soon as the 4K stuff started coming out, the PS Pro, Xbox One X, uh, obviously when 4K TVs became, uh, you know, started coming in at a reasonable price, I picked one up. And I will say, I, I previously thought that Assassin's Creed Origins was probably the best, like not not the best looking, not my favorite game to look at, but just like the the, the most objectively uh like the, the most objectively gorgeous game I've played on 4K has been Assassin's Creed until I played Monster Hunter Origin or sorry, Monster Hunter World. So, man. yeah, it's, I mean, it's just, it's gorgeous. And, you know, honestly, I love the concept. I love the idea of just, like, hunting monsters and it being sort of a research facility. I even did something where it seemed like I killed a monster that I wasn't supposed to, and that made me feel bad. Um,
2: no, I mean, you should never feel bad.
0: I don't know if that was intentional to make me feel bad, but some of the monsters are really, like, cute, and obviously there's a couple nasty ones that you don't feel so bad about bringing down. But it's, a, it's, it's an experience so far, and I... You know i i know that you've really enjoyed it and there's a bunch of people in the epilogue discord who have have been playing the crap out of it but i could i could see it being a game that i stick with for a while just because of how like gorgeous the world is and you know it has that hook for me
2: yeah it's really fun i get my ass beat down by a monster that's uh a hell of a prick but uh i'll get him i'll get him
0: it, i've heard that it, it can get pretty tough so I'm waiting for that. It has there's nothing yet that has really gotten me, but I'm still so
2: early on that I feel like it's like the tutorial phase almost. But I think it's like the, the tutorial until you hit like Hunter Rank two, then you can start branching off on doing uh different stuff, different ta- uh Right,
3: right. And then
2: The one I'm doing is like Hunter Rank five, I think, and uh, it's basically a giant T Rex with fire beams. Oh, so I a, I, uh, I may have seen a, that
0: one already. And, yeah. I, I think I saw. Yeah, was, he,
2: he's around. Like most of the mon- like a lot of the monsters, they're around. But like you're not, you don't, you don't want to try and kill them Right. When yeah. You have, like low tier, like um armor or stuff. Because like that dude, when I first like started trying to hunt it, just whacked me. Just it looked to me, and I was dead. And I couldn't.
0: and anybody who follows like w- my work, whether it be on Twitch or um, on EG you know that i hate scaling one of my least favorite things in the world is when a game scales enemies to your to your difficulty and like rpgs we should have a whole conversation about this because i people people seem to really like scaling because if you don't know what it is exactly it's essentially making enemies more difficult as you level up so no matter what you're never going to overpower an enemy or underpower the idea is that you always have a challenge which i think makes sense but I wish it was more like, organic. It just feels like, like
1: um like Skyrim
0: yes, Skyrim, Skyrim is, does that. is the worst offender um and one of the things that I really dislike about that is, is particular for, particularly for an RPG game, I love the feeling of progression, and I just don't really i mean you you sort of get it in something like Skyrim, but I much prefer Souls when I'm like, you know I'm going through uh what's what's an early place, like undead Berg. And, you know, there's, there's a couple yeah. skeletons and they give me a hell of a time the first time through. My character's weak. He can take, like, one hit. But by the end of the game, if I roll through Undead Burg, they better watch out. Like, they, <laughs> they're going to get steamrolled. And I just, I love that feeling of just being like, okay, I can see the progression that my character has made from here, you know, point A to point B. So, I... Yeah, it gives you sense I, of growth. Yeah. And I like the idea of, like, maybe seeing a monster... That i can't really take on yet but later on i'm i'm gonna get it you know um it kind of gives you that initial eye candy to be like oh that that's something i'm gonna come back to later so for sure um i'm also playing a little kingdom hearts that's mostly what i've been streaming i kingdom hearts 2 um they're very dif- different games for me <laughs> so i guess it's important to differentiate um i really like kingdom hearts 2 oh i did yeah, I I just got, let's see, I got past the Pirates of the Caribbean episode. they're they're like episodes. I didn't I, that's the first time I've used that term, but it's every time I play it feels like an episode almost, like a like a television episode where you yeah, like are
2: jumping worlds and uh a lot of times they change uh, appearances like the way Sora right. himself looks. I it's all very thematic. These paranoids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely.
0: Um, and so uh, now I'm on like a Tron level, which I honestly didn't see coming. So,
2: um, yeah, space paranoids, I hate it. Yeah. That's a funny. lot
0: of, a lot of people in, in the chat were telling me that they didn't like it. So, um, I am, I am interested, you know, just moving forward with the kingdom hearts franchise, because I feel like if is big of a jump between one and two exists, two and three just has to be, oh man, I don't even want to think about huh. it. I don't want to think about it they've just been working at that game for so long it has to be good it just has it has oh. to be good um well let's just hop right into our news segment today um red dead redemption kind of stole headlines this week because it announced a release date which is weird because it's technically a delay they said if i remember correctly they said spring of did they say spring spring of 2018 i think and so we're we're technically getting a delay here but october 26 2018 seems just about right um i, I kind of doubt they push it from here this game has we've known about red dead redemption 2 for a while now but it's uh this is this is the first time we've gotten a substantial release date so dakota do you, did you play the first red dead redemption
1: no and i hate saying this because i hate looking like dumb i have no i don't know what red dead Redemption's about. Um, and I feel like you guys have told me it's just kind of like one of those things that just didn't get stored into my brain. It's, like,
0: well, it's, it, you know, uh, Rockstar. It's Rockstar's yeah. other franchise. So this is the, the Western. Um, Red Dead Redemption 1 is one of my favorite games of all time. It has just such a wonderful narrative. Like, surprising given Grand Theft Auto has, you know, gets kind of a bad rap. Uh, but it, you know, it also d- has some good moments in of storytelling. I think mean, GTA
2: but, Five is up there, man.
0: Yeah, a lot of people like GTA Five. I'm a I'm a GTA Four guy. I not many people are, but um, I prefer I mean, the story in Four. I like I prefer Bell Bell the way Gate it's Tony? told in Five. But
2: I think Baldgate to Tony and like the Lost in the Dam that made me enjoy GTA Four. But uh, like. Vanilla G Day Four. I didn't really care too much about it. Like yeah, the deal, I forgot how stuff. good
0: the Ballad of Gay Tony was. It's yeah, Ballad really of Gay Tony was too.
2: fantastic, dude. It was great.
0: So, anyway, this—I mean, there's no way that this doesn't sweep sales this year, right? Like, is there anything just off the top of either what? of your heads that could could beat Red Dead Redemption Two? so wait what's like, it what like what is it it's a western so it's okay. it's a, it's a, it's essentially a grand theft auto western like i hate i hate marginalizing like that because it's more narratively driven but it it is sort of that open world you know it uses the same kind of hud that a gta game would have same sort of shooting mechanics
2: um, i
1: feel like that'll do really well because i don't think i've ever seen a Western and game, people love
2: like a Western redemption
1: video game. There, well, there was
2: hell. Oh, goodness, yeah, Call of Juarez was a big one, I think. Was I Call think of Juarez, Juarez, Juarez the first actual Red Dead Redemption game? I think maybe I don't, I don't know because they that, both right, came no, out. That was Red was Dead
0: also. Revolver,
2: or I think. Uh,
0: what? So, somebody fact checked me here, Dakota. If you could, what is Red Dead Revolver? I think. Because obviously Red Dead Redemption was the first, but like the spiritual predecessor to those two, I think was Red Dead Revolver.
1: Two thousand four Western action adventure third person shooter developed by Rockstar Games.
0: Yep, that was Red Dead Revolver. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: I was thinking of, I I was thinking Call of Juarez, mm -hmm. but with the Red Dead Revolver picture.
0: Well, uh, Call of Juarez—I don't remember if it was its own thing. I played that game. I just Call of
2: Juarez was uh, its—it was something different. I don't think it was like um, it had the uh, the slow motion shooter thing where, like, yeah, it was good. You can activate it, and Mm -hmm. you could like highlight people, and all of a sudden your dude would just blast heads. It was was much more
0: linear, though. It's nothing like Red Dead. It was was like an
2: on rails, basically.
0: Yeah, it really was.
1: I think what confuses. Oh no! Go ahead. I think I get. Confused, because a lot of the game titles are not similar, but there's a lot of very different games with titles for me that sound similar to Red Dead Redemption. I think, what's that one zombie game that's, like, goofy and weird?
0: Goofy and weird. Oh, um, oh you yeah. played it. No, Dead Island.
1: No, that's not it.
2: There's oh. no way that's goofy.
1: it's, it's it... no. It's I...
2: totally goofy. Really? It's, yeah, yeah, I, it's remember a the commercial? little...
1: It's a little bit. I think in the beginning it is when you get to the end not as much, but I never played I'm that really far into sorry. it. It's
2: the
1: you it's sort of she has, there's the main boss I always remember is she's in the buffet, she's in a little go-kart her oh,
2: Darla, Dead I think. Dead Dead Rising there. Redem- dead Rising. Dead, up, dead Rising.
0: Up. Oh, we're going to start talking about Dead Rising. We actually there was a story that just broke about Dead Rising. out um, to Capcom. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Capcom. This was literally before the stream. Uh, I forget who reported it. So forgive me, but um somebody reported that Capcom was scoping down the Dead Rising franchise uh which for me is totally makes sense i have dead rising 4 i haven't played it but dead rising 3 was probably the worst of the trilogy i still liked it because i love i love that franchise but like one and two are some of the most underrated games ever in my opinion uh and i've
2: only played one and two
0: and they have they have this really tight level design that's like just one mall that's it Whereas three yeah. turned it into this big open open world city thing, and then four, I think, expanded even on that. It's just the franchise doesn't need that. That's not what it is. Um, it's not like a mass zombie killing game. Nobody cares about that. It's more about like the level the level design, the humor, and the creative weapons that you can assemble um in game. But and of course the characters, like Dakota was mentioning the the woman, she's not in a grocery cart, but she is in like one of those motorized <laughs> wheelchairs. Her name, yeah. I, her name is, Darla? She, uh, I think it's like Darlene or something.
2: Something like that. Yeah.
0: But she, um, <laughs> she entered, she, when I did one of my first, uh, ever epilogue pieces was my top 25 bosses. And she made that list. Cause I, I mean, I have never been in tears while playing a video game. <laughs> but, her name
1: is Darla. Just to Darla? throw it up. I okay. looked it up. Yeah. Close I know, enough.
0: I know somebody named Darlene. So, and they don't exactly uh they they resemble each other a little bit so <laughs> oh, oh so <that's> <laughs> wow so um oh, what an ass
1: <laughs> this well. boss fight is like probably one of the most grotesque but still <laughs> like you can't look away grotesque
0: I is I the perfect word West. for this it is the perfect word you have to see it to believe it it's it's grotesque oh. it, it is, should, you,
1: yeah. you, you should link a little Sounds video bad. of the boss fight
0: yeah i should um it's becoming harder because now on itunes there i don't know of a good way to do it outside of like oh, that's, just linking that's, it in the oh, summer yeah but i'm I'm trying yeah, to figure good. out a way because we always reference stuff that i like people to just be able to click i might be able to create its own post on epilogue like we used to it's just a little more work um but yeah so anyway red dead redemption 2 uh, gets a release date there there's just a couple of news bits this week that i, I wanted to get to there's the nintendo switch outsells the wii u in 10 months so the switch has been available for 10 months it's already outsold the wii u this isn't really surprising surprising. right yeah yeah. (laughs) no
2: this still sounds like hot cakes and then the wii u was well the wii u
0: yes and you know we've talked so much about how well the switch is selling uh it it just seemed like a bragging point for nintendo so i don't want (laughs) to i don't want to do their marketing for them i i did i did think it's a just you know in retrospect the the wii u was just such a bad console for them so bad it's amazing that they were able to rebound so well
1: we we're a waffle house and the switch is waffles and the wii u is pancakes
2: Wow! no one's getting pancakes at
1: a waffle house i
2: really like that yeah i don't because i like pancakes well pancakes are fine it's the waffle Waffle house analogy though
0: if you want if you want pancakes you go to ihop or something
2: if you want pancakes you're not going to a waffle house if you're using that analogy then you're calling like what japan waffle house no is, is you're, you're, you're <laughs> totally misunderstanding this analogy. I lie, I lie, this is where i'm confused like you said this is no like, she's saying you do you, you you don't go to waffle okay so
0: nintendo is the waffle house here yeah that's japan. what i
2: said and you're calling me wrong no no no, 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 no. he said japan he
0: said japan yeah
2: so what is what is it what did so, you say? <laughs>
0: Okay, let me let me break down this analogy. Nintendo is the Waffle House, right? The, right? the Nintendo Switch is the waffle. The Wii U is the pancake. You don't go to the Waffle House, aka Nintendo, to pick up a Wii U. You go. Okay. You go there to pick okay. up the waffle, aka That's the Switch.
2: That's fine. But what was the Nintendo DS? What was the fucking game? (laughs) Okay, don't think too far into this. Like, are those mini waffles? Like, (laughs) is is that French toast? (laughs) Like, what are you talking? Like, this—that's where I got a little confused. Okay, you know what? It was a great analogy that
0: you ruined, honestly. Yeah,
1: you know, (laughs) uh, people don't expect that. I'm very thoughtful sometimes, and just—I'm
0: very thoughtful sometimes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I just have—I'm just like good at metaphors.
3: I believe it. I believe it. Uh, oh, you don't have
0: to convince us. Just keep throwing keep throwing the analogies our way and I'll I'll take them and break them down for Marcos if need be. And,
2: and I'll destroy
0: <laughs> Anyway, so just moving on, Far Cry five. This I actually thought was really interesting. Far Cry five gives puts out a story trailer. Story oriented trailer. It had some gameplay in it, but story focused trailer and then went on to announce a season pass a a little early for a season pass but hold your horses they announced a season pass that will take you to vietnam uh fighting fighting in the vietnam war and mars so far cry 5 if you haven't been following along is a modern day uh it it looks a little bit like what outlast 2 probably was trying to do sort of this frightening like southern cult that's sort of like this, like Americanized, I don't know. I it's, it's got a lot of attention for being like anti-Nazi, anti alt-right, whatever, whatever.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so, but the V apparently, apparently the DLC is not going to be a part of that story at all. And they're instead doing two separate mini stories. One of which takes you back to the Vietnam war and has you fight fighting against Vietnam warriors And our soldiers, excuse me, not warriors, the Viet Cong, (laughs) the Viet Cong, and Mars. Uh, which who knows what we're
2: gonna be doing. I loved Blood Dragon. I've never played any Far Cry game, but I played Blood Dragon.
0: Blood Dragon was really good, and it was the stand for those who don't know, it was the standalone DLC for Far Cry 3. And it was, man, it was like a retrograde 80s laser dinosaurs that tire it was so good it was so good oh, I was like, man. we've we've brought up a lot of good dlc today i was i was thinking about this because people were talking about um blood dragon and i i think blood dragon's probably like my second or third favorite dlc behind the souls franchise there i mean the not, ring city is who yeah there's just not much much good dlc it's like they i think i think ubisoft has the right idea here like you can capitalize on dlc and make people happy with it you just have to do it the right way uh, it has for to be sure. good. It has to be good, and it can't be seen as like, oh, we left out story bits for you to come back and pay more for. Like, do not under any circumstance do that, because then people won't buy. Bar- you know far, do? you know, Far Cry Six. So
2: we need a bully too.
0: Yes, we do. I mean, where's to go the, back, you, where, where was this thought during the Red Dead Redemption well, Two? Yeah, been,
2: I was gonna it's say it's like, like, a little it, miss right here. Like, no, no. Like after the Red Dead Two, like I've been trying to think of the name of the game for the longest time, and, and it was Bully bullied. was like. I was thinking of the word bully, but I didn't think it was the name of the title until I looked it up.
0: It is bully. Bully yeah. is really yeah, good, bully. by the way. Bully yeah, is arguably great. the best rock star game. I- I've heard that it hasn't aged super well, but I don't know. I oh, love dude, that some, narrative. There's That's,
2: some bad stuff you do in that game. As as
0: somebody who played that game while they're in like early high school, oh it fits it, it fits so well. I resonated with the nerd squad so hard.
2: You can be well, gay in that game.
0: Like one of the first yeah
1: i wasn't i wasn't allowed to play that game because i was 13 probably
0: oh well yeah i was i, I well you were younger than that probably because i was young when that, when that game came out I,
1: I just threw out like a, a guess guess
0: <laughs> probably right <laughs> about when i high when my parents stopped caring about what i'd play
1: um <laughs> yeah my mom still cares she's like oh you play gta you know there's necrophilia in that game is that, is that why you Wait, play, is play that... indie
2: games is
0: that why you wait, wait, indie wait. Games? <laughs> As if indie games are a lot better.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like, her mother wouldn't know about indie games because nobody talks about them. But like I play indie games because I'm, broke in their... I'm broken. Everybody talks about GTA. Because I'm broken. I mean,
1: I could buy a $60 game or I could buy a $15 game.
0: What
2: up, everybody?
0: No, we're not doing that. The... Oh. We, we had a mic disconnect. And so now we're coming back from that and we're going to actually roll right into our discussion segment which is going to be the best protagonist in video games right after this message we'll see you when we get back this episode of the epilogue gaming podcast is brought to you by our patreon members if you'd like to subscribe you can do so for as little as one dollar a month a special shout out to our platinum and midnight tier members of february including matt buchanan finks the dragon slayer blister agent bright wolves and drath josh who urges you to check out the epilogue After Dark podcast later this month. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we have an interesting discussion segment, I think. Uh, we're we're going to be talking about our favorite protagonists in video games. and I, I, You guys want to list them off first, and then we'll, we'll talk about what we think makes a good protagonist, or would you rather do what makes a good protagonist and then flip into our list?
1: Uh, yes.
2: Which one? <laughs> <laughs> let's just, let's, let's, let's just each go off on our list. Okay. Well, okay. I like the latter. I think it's. I think it's easier to make the list and then describe how what are you just want to yeah, yeah let's have do more that. time to make let's your do list,
0: that. don't you? No, we're not going to give her more time. She she already has two. She can figure out one. So I'll let no, Marcos I, go I first. Have, I have three. Okay. I got okay. Three. All right, Marcos, go ahead. Well, let's start um, from three. Let's start from three and then count our way down, A little for dramatic effect.
2: Okay, so like my le like my least of the three starting? Yeah. Wait. Like will would, you a drum roll one. or
1: as we get to the first
2: okay. one? I might throw okay. a drum roll so, in there. We'll see. Oh okay. so we're doing this. Like I yeah. list them off right yeah, now. No, 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 okay. just,
0: just your third one. Just your third one. We'll we'll take just turns. my third one. Yeah, yeah. Just your Okay, third one.
2: Uh, Sora from Kingdom Hearts.
0: Okay. So let's talk a little bit about Sora because I am currently in the middle of Kingdom Hearts two and i've played one and nothing about sora really tells me like wow this guy is a protagonist he's really he he's almost iconic by default from a game people so, like that's go. how i feel so just just take a second to convince me why i'm wrong
2: this like first you haven't played many of the games so you don't know what this kid's been through hey
0: does that mean that he doesn't die at the end of kingdom hearts 2
2: Oh, I'm sorry, but spoilers. <laughs> the cha- the main character in the Kingdom Hearts three trailers, yeah, he doesn't die.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue.
2: This like the, like the main the thing that they hint at is that Sora has been like using pieces of his own hearts, like he's shouldering so much hurt for various characters in the series, and he's yet to crack. I think there's some there's some there's something to praise. There. I like that. That's fair. That's Except fair.
1: Doesn't Sora? I don't, you know, I'm not gonna question it. I haven't played Kingdom Hearts. He I don't fell know to shit.
2: darkness once. He became a shadow for Kyrie. I mean, that was like a big part in Kingdom Hearts one.
0: But that's that's almost like a like a sympathetic trait rather than something that you would knock him for. You know,
1: really, isn't really? there like a whole no, mode I, in Kingdom I'm saying, Hearts two? I'm, too, I'm agreeing
2: with you. I'm agreeing with you. Where you play
1: as like a shadow Sora.
2: Oh uh, yeah, for like two minutes or two seconds. Well, uh, yeah, well,
0: it happens. Okay, let's not spoil Kingdom Hearts two, all right? I, I'm in the middle of it, guys. We're
2: not spoiling Kingdom Hearts two. <laughs> this happened in Kingdom Hearts one, Ben. Oh, whatever. I stated my case. Sora is a genuinely <laughs> good guy, and I like the guy. He's adorable. He, He's he is happy. adorable. He's, he, he does his no best Shit. to smile in front of everything. There's some strength in that. Come there, on,
0: there is. I think I buy. You know what? You won me over. I I agree. I Marcos won me over for Sora. Uh we'll count that as a one for one for for Marcos. Right. That was Dakota, some my
1: hero academia shit.
0: That was really good. I What? I what, what, very what believable.
1: There's a character, there's a superhero, a character in it who smiles in the face of danger and that's oh, like his thing. Is he always smiles? And so big, the main character mind. also does that. Yeah, I,
2: I, yeah, I know oh, my... okay, Go Ben, go. No no no, Dakota go first. Dakota go first. Oh.
1: Uh my third is May Borowski. From Night
0: in the Woods. Ooh, yeah, I like May. So tell me, tell me why. If you're, if you're trying to win me over, what what's so interesting about May?
1: Um, I think I'm a little biased for this one because I just resonate real deeply with May. But um, fuck. <laughs>
3: <laughs> maybe maybe you don't need. In,
0: in all seriousness, maybe you don't need more of a reason though. Maybe you don't. I, I seriously sure. think that's part of what creating a protagonist like is so important. We've been talking about this in in my Kingdom Hearts streams. Is like Disney is so good at creating relatable characters, it, like relatable heroes. It's I don't know how they do it. So I don't know if it's the way that they you know draw them up. I don't know if it's the way they voice act them. I don't know if it's Rehumanize a combination them. of all that. It's yeah. It's just something about humanizing the character. Um, I think, I think that's, that's a reasonable argument. So I'm going to go ahead. And I I'll...
1: got, I got some thoughts. I, it okay. took me a second. It always takes me a second to, you know, kind of process. Well,
0: you're a thoughtful person. We went over this earlier <laughs> in the stream. You're a little bit <laughs> in the, But, in the um, yeah, go ahead.
1: she, I feel like for me, a good protagonist is someone that has their faults. Um, a good protagonist isn't like a perfect person. Right. Um, and so... In May, she is constantly fucking up, always, every like every turn, either with her friends and her relationships or her family, what have it. But I think what how a, makes a good protagonist is growing from that, is kind of realizing those faults and becoming better.
0: Yeah, I like that. That makes total sense. It's actually totally contradictory to my third pick. So, so, so the perfect person, well, it's, so is I, it I, me? I'm actually thinking, is it, <laughs> <laughs> it, I was actually thinking a lot about this and it's almost why I left this character off the list, but my third is master chief. Now I want to talk I a little see. bit about why that's, I picked
1: that's a little bias.
0: Well, sure. I I grew up with Halo. Um, I, I,
2: I almost put Master Chief on my list too. So.
0: so let me talk about why, because I I don't necessarily disagree with your point, but for Perfect me, Chief and, and I guess we're kind of rolling the question into our our you know our list stuff here, which is good. Um, but I I think that when we're looking at people who are you know established protagonists, one of the reasons that I'd pick somebody like Master Chief is because they're just so uh I, I i would just say they're they're an icon like when i think of a video game i my you know my head jumps to master chief or it jumps to nathan drake or it jumps to you know even somebody like crash bandicoot where it's like it's when i yes, when, I, when the I think
2: iconic bandicoot
0: yeah well i mean seriously it's, and you you know you think about sonic like what makes sonic interesting right it's he, because he he was the you know he was the icon for sega that and same with mario and and nintendo i think that when we're talking about this kind of thing i think that is sort of important and master chief for me uh just enveloped all of those things that made made somebody iconic made a character iconic and rolled it into into master chief now the further you play into the franchise, the more, you know, you see that he isn't this perfect human being. He has faults. Even in Halo 5, which, you know, doesn't have, have the best story or best narrative, it's Master Chief is looked at as almost a villain, sort of like, like the whole Superman thing. Um, I don't know how, if either of you guys have read the Superman comics, but he kind of goes through phases of being loved and then hated, sort of like master chief um where he's you know he'll do stuff what for he thinks to believe uh is the greater good when sometimes he's actually causing more harm than than actual good so i do think there's a lot to like about master chief but um i guess marcos just go ahead and tell us your second favorite uh or yeah i guess second favorite protagonist yeah uh
2: terra from final fantasy 6 okay win me over She's a woman that was brainwashed by an evil, I guess, church sort of thing. I mean, a lot of Final Fantasy villains are church people.
0: <laughs> like, a, so as somebody who hasn't played any Final Fantasy, what do you mean, like, by church people? Is it like religious cults? Well, they, Is it like. Kind
2: of. Like, like, they, they try up? they tiptoe over things. Like, half the time, they straight up look like popes. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's basically a church. It's not. They. It's not a religious cult because there's no religion. But it's the way that they treat the villains. It's the way the villains like. It's, it's the way they speak. The way that they hover over the government, That kind of stuff. Okay, I get you. It's that makes it's so, very. Yeah. It's not. It's not vague at all. Like when you when when you play a Final Fantasy like six, four, 10, it, Especially ten. A lot, a lot of religious things over it, and Final Fantasy, they really do not like religion. A lot of the time, you're you're fighting the literal gods. So Interesting. And Terra is uh, a woman that was captured by these people, and she's what people call an Esper kind of thing. She's not, because Espers in Final Fantasy are like these monsters that have, they are magic. They are what allow people to use magic, that kind of thing and in the world of final fantasy 6 you cannot use magic without some sort of weapon um what's the word you need a weapon you need you can't do it just by like hand. a staff you,
0: yeah, like a not, um, not really
2: a staff not, like you can't channel it like it's not a power okay. that people have are blessed with like the final wand in harry VI potter because things have happened yeah no like, no no like not even a wand like you need a gun that has been Manufactured to shoot fire, or you need like I got you. suits. I that got have Okay, so
0: more specific weaponry to like do certain yeah. things. Yeah, I got it. But
2: you. this woman is an esper. Like, she is a hybrid sort of thing. She's a human slash esper thing. She has, she can do magic without, without guns. Okay. Long story short. So, and she's brainwashed, and in the entire, and you, she breaks free pre- uh, pretty early on. And okay. the entire time, it's just a it's just a big story of her trying to find her place in the world. And
0: what was the name of that no woman reason? who was who had Stockholm syndrome, who was kidnapped and then uh, came out the other side of it as like a normal human being, but she like murdered people. Oh, this is gonna look bad because I can't remember it. Somebody will I have fact no check idea me. What you're talking about. Anyway, um, I do think one of the things that's interesting is like when, when you're talking about this is just overcoming darkness, like sort of characters in video games who have, I, I think a good protagonist also needs a good villain. I think for the most part, oh. when, when we're talking about a, an interesting Ooh. protagonist, you need to have an interesting villain to combat it. If so
2: we want to uh, talk about favorite villains, Final Fantasy VI has the best villain in any video game series by far.
0: Well, see, and I think that that's an interesting point. And obviously in, in the Halo franchise, like you have the heretics and all of this, and the only one the that, and yeah. And the only thing we've brought up so far that doesn't is May from night in the woods. So it's interesting just you know, to keep, keep an eye on that. Like, how do we need that villainous character? Or is, can a I character for stand me, on their at own? least,
2: I, I like, I like to see my, my protagonists overcome these giant obstacles. Right, whether they be physical or emotional, mental, whatever, it whatever it is, I just like. I, I would. I, I like that. that win. That's a good point. because that win
0: because May, uh, right? Dakota overcomes you know mental obstacles like. uh Yeah, that,
1: that's it's part not of the... so much so like soaring Kingdom Hearts facing giant right. actual bosses <laughs> or villains, or you know that's most any game. Most any yeah. game trying to overcome some mm-hmm. huge power of sorts. Uh, in Night in the Woods, it's you're it's overcoming you know small things like small like you it's know
0: real life things yeah
1: yeah yeah where it's like okay that's like compared to every other game it's like that's nothing you know these people are overcoming dragons villains crime syndicates
3: right but <laughs> she's <syndicates>. overcoming <laughs> <That was laughs> she's true. overcoming yeah.
1: like uh you know, it's just—it's like actual life. It's something that yeah. an actual person could experience, which is—I don't know—why I like her.
2: Sure, for sure. So, and uh, yeah, Terra is just somebody that who was dehumanized at such a young age, and throughout the games, you watch her become a human or watch her gain feelings for stuff, and it's beautiful. I—I I love Final Fantasy VI. So,
0: okay. Um, oh. so Dakota. Oh number 2
1: <laughs> my number 2 this oh. might surprise you that this character's not my number 1
3: okay oh but, i'm ready but for uh, it,
1: it it's corvo from dishonored i
0: almost put corvo on mine but <laughs> just just tell me why tell me why corvo uh was was so high up on your list
1: i think um for me and it's either he could easily also not you know be a good like a well as good of a protagonist. Yeah, this is exactly uh, the
0: thought process I went through. So I'm interested if Uh
1: if you, you play it a different way, but I think that's also mm. kind of what makes him inner like to me a good. Is because the the true route is if you if you play it the way the game intends, you know, the like what's considered at the end of the game canon.
0: Which is no uh, kill, right? Or is it kill?
1: No kill. No kill yeah, is canon. Right. Um and that's your essentially your good ending. So even if we weren't to go off of that, I think it's interesting that you could have, uh, you know, this uh, someone could easily become, you know, maybe not not as good of a character if you were to play one way, which I think that's neat.
0: I love that. Um, I love that answer and that reply. I I can't wait for you to see what I picked for my my favorite because I wrestled with the exact same things about choice. Um, but
1: uh,
0: it's really and interesting.
1: then he, but in the good route, it's you see this dude. He could have easily. Gone and and you can play the game this exact way too. You can easily go and kill every single villain, like every single character that sits in your way of putting Emily, who is later like the first game hints at it, but the second game pretty much confirms it that Emily's your daughter. Right. To so pretty much put your daughter back on the throne where she belongs, and to um take you know turn make a corrupt city. Uh, take out the corruption of the city, um, remove corrupt people from power. And so you could easily go and you could kill all of these people like easy. And it's actually easier to go and kill them than trying to sneak around and be stealthy and figure out a way to take them out non-lethally.
0: I think that's a good point too, is that it's easier. It's so much easier. Trust me. I mean, I think we've both played uh, route A and route B, which would be kill or no kill. And the the far easier thing to do is to just kill everything. Just, yeah. Is <laughs> to just kill and, everything, so.
1: But at the end of the game, um, when it comes down to it, it's more rewarding to, now this is kind of going into mechanics almost, but it's more, the game rewards you for not killing characters, and it's the, out, the end outcomes feel much more satisfying. And I think that is I a reflection of its character.
0: That's a reflection of Corvo, I think. Like, the the idea that the game treats Corvo as somebody who would do this, right? Yeah. That, that is and the so reflection. So, it's canon,
1: that this, is, this is how he would be. And it's, he didn't just not do it because he, you know, because he didn't want to, you know. he He could have easily killed these people. He's got a gun. He's got a sword. He's got magical powers from a god. You right. know, he's got all of these tools at his disposal. But at the end of the day, when the devs' original ideas for this man to be able to get rid of corruption and put his daughter back on the throne is to essentially let all of these corrupt people still be able to keep their lives and just remove them from the overall picture, but, you know, they get to live. Even when it comes down to him facing the Dow, the assassin who killed the Empress, um, the person he was sworn to protect, it, you have the choice to either just walk away or to kill him. And the fact that you can just walk away and there's an achievement for it called uh oh shit <laughs> oh I, the achievement's called um like the mark like it's essentially a reference to that's what the symbol of because you both have the Outsider's powers right um and he obviously chose to use them for evil whereas Corvo it's the mark of the Outsider is being passive it's being um what's the word not giving, but, you know, allowing these people to essentially, coordinate. despite everything, yeah, being forgiving.
0: Um,
1: that's what the Mark of the Outsider essentially means, and it tells you that through an achievement, and that's, like, one of my favorite moments in the game. I actually... When you get that achievement.
0: I, I want to, not to break off into a total tangent, but Blake Guthrie, who's writing for EG and does the Ludo Narrative podcast, has a whole piece on uh, on Life is Strange, and he talks a lot about how the achievements are used as uh, sort of a reward for doing things that that she would do um i'm blanking on the character's name right now the protagonist for life is strange max. chloe max chloe. yeah Ma- chloe is your friend um ah. slash lover depending on the decisions you make but um <laughs> so right and so max max if you go out of your way to to take certain photos will get certain achievements and i think that is emblematic of what the what the developers are asking out of you for that character it really is so when you say like oh yeah that's my favorite achievement like i think that's totally the developer saying hey good for you for doing this and going out of your way to do it Um, yeah
1: because and it's especially out of there's no way to take him out non-lethally you either walk away or you kill him there's no where all the other ones you can you know get rid of them dispose of them they go somewhere else Right. For Dowd, the assassin, there's no you can't kill him. It's you either kill him or you don't. And the original canon is at actually Corvo doesn't kill him, even in Canon because he's alive in DLC. he's alive in the second game. he's alive in uh, the third well. he dies in the third game of natural causes, just old age, whatever. But the fact that even the original character Corvo, this guy that killed his, you know, this the empress's life. That he was, you know, he can just walk away, be like, okay, you know, I'm not going to kill this asshole. It's below me. I'm not going to just go out of my way to take his life. And he does this also as an example for Emily, um, for when she eventually takes the throne. Because the way you progress in the game is how she eventually rules. So if you're ruthless and you kill everyone in sight, it, um, she added, also refle- yeah. it reflects on as her as a leader she becomes one of the most ruthless leaders that the country has ever known. Versus if you go a non-lethal route, the game tells you that she brought upon a new golden age. She was uh, dubbed Emily the Great because she had become such a great ruler um, to fill her mom's footsteps, shoes, whatever. But I think, I don't know.
3: So I uh, think long story short, it,
1: Cor- Cor- yeah. Corvo
0: is a good, is <laughs> a good, <laughs> good,
1: I just love, I love Dishonored, okay? Yeah,
0: I know, I know you do, um, I hate to cut you short, I would love to have a conversation about Dishonored mechanics. No, I need to be cut mechanics. off, um, I need to be cut off. But, uh, so I, I do want, I I just, I want you to hold all of those thoughts, specifically because of, of my number one choice, but I'm not gonna get there yet, um, my number two choice and this this might be recency biased is Wanderer from Shadow of the Colossus. And the reason Oh I
1: almost I almost put him on my list.
0: Yeah, and the the reason for it almost and and this is just further projecting my, my feelings that maybe protagonists don't have a certain set of qualities that just makes them good it's a
1: protagonist doesn't have to be good
0: yeah or you know like good to be good because wanderer certainly isn't i don't think um you Um, know from from what what is the like from a philosophical point of point of view if we're taking a step back here and and we're saying what wanderer does ultimately is destroy this village and you know destroy these colossi and whatever whatever in the name of one specific character you could even make the argument and they actually do on the Ludo Narrative podcast because they just talked about this, is that Wander doesn't even, he doesn't even really flinch when Argo, and this is a spoiler, I just, I want to clarify the Shadow of the Colossus spoiler coming up for the next 10 seconds. When when Argo ends up dying at the end of Shadow of the Colossus, he doesn't even flinch about it. It's just one of those things where he has this, this mission in mind and no matter what is in his way, he's just going to do it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, It doesn't matter. And it's like it that's not a gameplay thing. That's that was an intentional decision about this guy's character. And so when we're evaluating protagonists, I think Wander is super interesting just because it's like this is this is the game pushing your limits as to okay, you have two options right now. You can you can play play as this this terrible uh not I mean, I'm not even gonna say he's a terrible character, but you can do these terrible things as this character. Um, or you can put the controller down, and those are really your only two options. So for anybody who wants to see out this game, and everybody should, you, you know, you're completing an arc of a character who has is, is so motivated by one single thought, and the things they do in order to achieve their their end goal is just a marvelous piece of writing. Um, and it's honestly why I think that Shadow of the Colossus has one of one of the best narratives in any video game i've ever played but it also makes wonder tremendously interesting to me because it's not you know when we talk about all of these characters at least the ones that we've mentioned most of them are are you know uh un, you know you can't you can't even make a, an argument that they're not good right like is there any character that we've <laughs> brought up um so unless again you take the corvo bad route i guess but
1: but even in the bad route,
3: you, yeah, it's like you oh, can make
0: the argument that Corvo. So it's it's just he just, just interesting. killed people, right? So it's interesting. Oh, he
2: just kills people. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> well I mean, and it, it's almost like Indiana Jones killing people. It's like okay, well, he's killing Nazis. Does that make Indiana Jones a bad person? Uh, and not to like, not to devolve the conversation, but I do think there's something to be said for Wanderer, literally having options in mind or options available to him to not do bad things and still doing those things anyway. Um, I mean, you know, it from the first Colossus, when you start stabbing it and it makes these horrific sounds, it's just like, you're not doing the right thing here. You're not this wander is not doing the noble thing by taking this thing out. That's not what's happening. Um, so the, I don't know. Interesting. Plus
1: the Colossus, they, aren't, they aren't aggressive. They're completely no. well, passive. Some of them are. You-
0: and yeah, until they seem to learn
1: that you're trying to murder them right. and i think it's what makes him interesting is you essentially i mean in the beginning you know you don't really see it that he's kind of a a shit dude but <laughs> as the game kind of goes you're watching the downfall of a character almost well
0: which he is, literally I mean, becomes darker as the game goes on yeah
1: again, he starts yeah. looking very sickly
0: yeah and again and like
2: and the entire credit sequence kind of it shows off what have like the aftermath of what you do and uh, mm-hmm. it has weight
0: yeah yeah so anyway, that was that was my number two. So let's let's go ahead and talk about our our favorite protagonist of all time, Marcos. Go ahead and kick us off.
2: Dante, Devil May Cry. I love him. All right, explain. He's just a badass. I love it. The, you know, the intro scene for Devil May Cry when this woman steals his sword and uh, spoilers, by the way, for the first five minutes of Devil May Cry, this woman <laughs> shows up. She drives a motorcycle, crashes a motorcycle into his. Private eye shop crashes it into him, grabs his sword, throws it through his chest, and the dude just pushes his body through the sword. Oh, I love him! <laughs> he's great, it's, he's just a gi- giant badass, and oh, he's also hot. So, well, there's some plays the guitar. There's something he, to be said for all awesome. of that.
0: When we're talking about like characters like Kratos, like Kratos, for the same reasons, like he's just a badass. There's nothing really eternally yeah. interesting about Kratos, but just being cool is enough, I'd argue.
2: Yeah, and DMC one through four, we don't talk about DMC. Um, he he's just awesome in all of them, and yeah, he has moments of where like yo, maybe, maybe I can find a heart for people maybe i actually love my brother nah this dude is just i'm here to kill shit and i'm gonna do it in the flashiest way possible if there was anybody that was just extra Extra. that slang word like that that's dante this man will get a pandora's box turn it into a flying turret and use it to kill like a little imp on the floor he's (laughs) awesome
3: yeah
0: awesome I mean, but at the end of the day, I you know I don't know that it reflects our choices. But if you're looking at the most iconic protagonists, we're looking at characters who are just kind of like quote unquote awesome. I mean, Master Chief, Link, Mario, Mario all of these characters who don't even really say anything. They don't really say anything, but they just do cool stuff. So yeah, man. Um. Anyway, I I, I like that choice as well. Uh, Dakota, go ahead and uh share your number one pick with us.
1: Okay, my number one is Edward Kenway from Assassin's Creed Black Flag.
0: Oh, that's so bad. You promised you'd give us a bad one. I wasn't ready for it. I like this. Let's go. <laughs> all Wait. right, explain, explain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying Edward Kenway is a bad choice?
0: I, I Out of all the other Assassin's uh, Creed I, uh, what, uh, what was the other one that was considered bad?
1: I was going to say uh, What's Her Face from Horizon Zero Dawn. I...
0: Oh, Aloy. Oh, yeah, that's pretty Aloy. bad. Aloy's a good choice. I love Aloy. No, I don't know. You, but you've specifically said like you Aloy. don't like Aloy, so I would have been miffed if you had chose that.
1: No, yeah, Aloy would have been my example of a bad. I'm not a huge fan of her as a protagonist. Okay,
0: so well, it, just explain to us, Edward. Um, from Assassin's Creed. Like, what, it, what is it that allures you? I, I'm just kind of morally against all Assassin's Creed characters, but. It, really? Uh, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll let Dakota and Defender I mean, pick. I
1: mean. Like, I feel like that's a fair statement. I wouldn't have ever. I think all the other Assassins, most of them are well, kind of trash. I'm not a fan of Ezio. One,
0: which one is this from?
1: Edward is from. I said Black Flag. Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Oh, okay. Flag.
0: You already said it. I just wanted to make sure people knew. Yeah, go ahead
1: yeah um and edward kenway it he's kind of a standard assassin's creed character in which the the standard is kind of asshole um sleeps with women has like a shit ton of vices uh not you know not someone you not a not a great person generally mm-hmm. um but for me and, and you know he's kind of started off pretty generic um but as you play through... And this is the only Assassin's Creed character that I have such like... And this is my all-time favorite Assassin's Creed game. And I I feel like... It's if by he, far someone, the best. Yeah. yeah. It has a great story um, compared to the other games, which are, you know, it's, the other ones are meh. But he, throughout the games, um, you see this guy develop. Just like as a human being, he watches uh, all of his friends... Die doing, you know, some. They're all pirates. They're all. He's friends with Blackbeard, uh, Mary Read. You know, notable, uh, notorious pirates. And he watches all of them die doing something, uh, more or less noble, either saving people or giving up their lives to, um, you know, instead of giving away information. And he watches all of these people that he's close to die and it essentially kind of drives him into um i i guess like we could say depression uh where he drinks he doesn't go out anymore cuz all of his friends are dead all the people that he spent all of his time with are dead um and eventually uh it leads him to kind of become just a better person as a whole um when he cuz he never joins the assassins uh until the very end of the game is when he actually joins them He's throughout the game you're never playing an assassin, which is kind of unusual for an Assassin's Creed game, where it's right off the bat you're assassin, go do assassin things, um, and everything he does is for the people that he lost along the way, and it's at the end of the game he you know he talked about how he had a daughter uh, and that he kind of abandoned his family, he just left. He says he he left to get money, but to make money to be able to take back because they were poor, but.
0: But he really kind he, of like becomes enveloped in the whole culture of being a pirate, like yeah, just like you and, mentioned, yeah,
1: yeah. He you know he becomes drunk, he becomes rich, and he enjoys it. But he eventually realized that's not what made him happy. And so once he has all the money he could want, he has riches, he has women, he has booze, he has everything. He's king of the world, uh, but all of his friends are dead, and he watched them die doing something more or less heroic. He doesn't have a family. He doesn't have people that care about him. And so what he kind of eventually goes through uh, like an epiphany um, with the assassins, with uh, an assassin named Adewale, uh, who is kind of like one of his right hand men. Um, He realizes that there's more purpose in the world to just uh, kind of than being rich, being, you know, having women doing kind of what he was doing. Um, Because his main goal was money, having money. Um, He realized there's more purpose to that, and by the end of the game, uh, he eventually reunites. His wife ended up, or his ex-wife, whatever, ended up dying, and so he finally is reunited with. um, Because he would throughout the game, he would write her these letters, but he would never actually send them off. And finally, like one of the the first ones that he sends off, he finds out that his wife died um and they bring back his daughter and this is like the end of the game his daughter and they find out he has a son too like yeah, he had a son right before he left
0: and i was going to um, say he, it's it's really like a quiet ending it's like well, yeah. it, and the reason i like it I, and you know obviously i i'm sort of joking when i say i'm morally opposed to any assassins creed character which i kind of am for uh, for, for reasons I, that for break. me
1: i could i could totally under i i could i can sympathize with that except for for edward kenway He's no, the only character I, that I would say no. You I've can't. Been, say that. I've
0: been vocal about really liking the narrative in Assassin's Creed Four, but one of the things that I I, I will say is that this is almost a really cinematic approach to his character, and yeah. that it's sort of like he has he has this this ideal, and the the movie actually settle or sorry the game actually settles for sort of a quiet ending. Like I said, where he's just reunited with his kid. It's not really like this big um you know like thunderous i'm you know i'm gonna do something cool like when we talk about being a badass or whatever it's almost like the the game plays with our expectation that this is how video game characters should be like they should just enjoy doing all of these ridiculous things they should go enjoy being on adventures and doing silly things when this character actually shirks all of that in return for just a more normal life and i think when we're talking about the, even, the, the character itself, it's really interesting that we have a character here who actually decides not to be a prototypical video game character and instead yeah, be a normal human being.
1: Even at the very end, and this is kind of one of your last big quests, is um, going to like an old god's assassin's temple, whatever. Um, and as you're leaving, your partner, Adewale, he's, he offers you to become an assassin. And in that moment, Edward turns it, he turns it down. He says, no, that's not what he wants right now. Um, And I mean, you know, eventually that he does take it up uh, and that he does become an assassin down the line. Eventually, Um, just you don't ever see it in that game. He turns down that offer um, and he just wants to be reunited with his family. He wanted to do right by all of his friends that he lost, Mm -hmm. who all did something uh, good, who kind of did something bigger than themselves. He wanted to do something good for them right by them.
3: Yeah,
0: I don't altogether disagree um with with that choice. I don't I don't know that it would make my my top characters, but I would say I would say it's probably the the best, not probably, it is the best Assassin's Creed character. Um and it does yeah. there there's a lot there's a lot to it I think that you can break down about that narrative. I've kind of forgotten about it. It's it's been a few years since I've played, but I do I see the merit. To it, I'm gonna go ahead and get into my my character, um, and just to go back to the Corvo discussion, um, I had real trouble selecting this one because I I was also playing with that. Well, like it doesn't it depend on the decisions you make in the game? So my my pick for favorite and best protagonist of all time is Clementine from the Walking Dead franchise. Ooh. so so the reason that I I, I actually almost went with Lee, who is in my opinion walking dead season 1 is probably the best of of the bunch uh, in regards to the telltale franchise probably the best season of any sort of choose your own adventure um because it was sort of before we knew about the whole like oh you can't really make choices that de- you know affect the end game it was like that illusion was still alive um but clementine you who you take over in seasons 2 3 Four, which I think is the one they finished, and they're about to finish with five. Um, I, I enjoy Clementine so much because it's the, one of the few actual coming of age in the face of danger slash uh, female protagonist in all of video games. I was really thinking about this It's interesting that you brought up May because this was just these are stories that are just not frequently told in video games, like we had the discussion of of sex in video games and you know we said we kind of refrained from sexism in video games but one of the things that you really look at when when you're picking from your favorite protagonist it's like okay i can pick bayonetta i can pick tomb raider or sorry (laughs) laura croft i can pick uh who, who else can i pick that literally was all a part of that sex and video game discussion right and so where can i find where can i find a character that i can relate to more um and i i just wound up with with Clementine who literally i th- i think is probably the youngest character you at least that i've ever played in a video game i don't remember ever playing as somebody younger than Clem in, in a in a video game and there's just such uh sorrow behind her behind her backstory um and you know she's she's incredibly well written and voiced and when i think of like protagonists who i just genuinely care about clementine was number one on my list there was there was nobody else like master chief could die i would be sad wander could die i don't think i'd be sad but (laughs) he does kind
1: of almost yeah uh, essentially a little bit
0: yeah um and but clementine if clementine was i think i would legitimately be sad it would be like I'm trying to think of of somebody that I've ever cared about this this much in a in a in a literary sense and I just can't. I can't I off the top of my head I care more about Clementine than pretty much any other character which is why ultimately wow. there's no good reason for you know it's not like oh like Clementine's a badass it, she of course is, is super well written so I'll go with that but it's it just I care more about Clementine than any other character. And if I'm looking at a protagonist, what is the purpose of a protagonist? It's I, I need to be able to associate myself with them in some way, shape, or form. Ultimately, um, so Clementine it is for me. And I think that kind of yeah, we, we we literally we we did a really good job because we chose like every single type of protagonist possible.
2: <laughs> no nah, man, we missed one. We missed but the best one. We go for it. Silent, the silent protagonist. Yeah, with that. Well, Master, Master Chief. Chief,
0: Master Chief isn't silent, Chief but he talks. was for a while. He
2: in, yeah, true. in Master Chief
0: one and two, he was silent. Yeah,
2: yeah. I was thinking like I'm thinking like a long line of like
0: Link yeah, yeah. that
2: never speak.
0: That's a really good point, and it's actually something I considered while I was going through it. But actually, Wanderer is kind of silent too. But
3: yeah, he true. doesn't. He yeah, doesn't, you doesn't
1: talk.
2: you're right. You're, right, you're I, right. I
0: see what you're saying, though. I think I think that's that that was a missed opportunity for us to talk about the infamous silent hero. I mean.
2: Oh, I mean, uh, I'm not a fan. I personally don't like silent protagonists. I like to hear my guy speak sometimes. Sure. but uh,
0: So I, I, I just want to briefly mention some that missed. I'm not going to give you reasons why they missed or why I didn't choose them, but Shepard from Mass Effect was, was a big one. I, I mentioned Lee, who didn't make it for me. Um, Ash, I'm, I didn't say Ash. I was close to picking Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. Um,
1: oh. Wait, Ash from what?
0: From Pokemon.
1: Oh, Red.
2: But Ash isn't. Okay, in yeah, you Pokemon have to say Red, Ben.
1: You have to say Red. His well, name's not okay. Ash. you have to you, say
0: you. You know who I'm talking about? There is very.
1: I had no you idea who not... you were talking you, about. When
2: yeah, you said no, Ash. Right. that's right. I thought you were talking I about Ash. You. I thought you were talking I about, about a fucking Ash from Evil Dead, dude. Nah, nah I you can't be talking doing about that.
1: that. You guys Ash... are lying. When you said no, Ash, Ketchum, I thought, is he talking? Why is he talking about the Pokemon series? Ash isn't.
2: Are you talking about the anime, dude? you gotta... You gotta when nip we're that in the Ben. You gotta say that. red. You gotta not. Yeah. Blue man.
0: Uh, blue is Gary.
2: Everybody knows yeah. blue
0: is Gary.
3: Yeah. Why is yeah, red not Ash?
2: Red blue is Ash. Red parallel together. Total- His not like blue is not blue does not equal Gary. Gary is what they chose <laughs> blue to be in the anime. They gave them actual names so that in the anime they don't literally call them blue, red, green. In the manga they're called red, blue, There's- green.
1: There is an anime where it does actually animate red and blue and it calls them red and blue, though.
3: Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. The, uh, but it's, they're totally
1: red. See, for me, blue and Gary are a little more similar, but red and ash are totally two different people. on I mean, a different they have spectrum.
2: the same yeah. outfits. Yeah. No, 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 no. So ben, no, You don't understand. Do you do you? Well, they, they Ben, have, they have, who do you fight Pokemon?
1: They have the same outfits, but they are two totally different people. <laughs> who
2: do you fight in, in Pokemon Gold and Silver at the top? Of the mountain, who do you fight? What is red, it? What is it
0: called? Red. I know it's yeah, red. I know it's red. red.
2: Don't call him Ash.
0: Oh goodness! If you,
1: if you're a pokemon fan, any Pokemon fan <laughs> would tell you Red and Ash are two totally different people. I mean, they look the same, and right. in, in in theory, you know, yeah, okay,
2: they're I kind of the not, same person. If if, if they didn't Get base the here. character of Ash red? off of Red, I would here. be shocked. I no this idea. man didn't even know the Red name of his, of his runner-up protagonist. What a fool! Red
1: is a badass. Ash is not a badass.
2: Everybody go to Ben's okay. Twitter and oh, blast him!
1: <laughs>
0: blast him! <laughs> All right, fair enough. I Get uh, sinks in on this uh,
1: convo. Tell him to hop in real quick.
0: Solid Snake was another one I I I, I left off the list. Link. Um. Link was a close one for me. Like, Link was almost the first one that popped in my head for, like, favorite protagonist. But ultimately, it's like...
1: You I, would have had to specify a game, I think.
0: Uh eh, probably. Each I, would have is cho- different. I would have chosen Majora's because he actually makes decisions in that game that impact okay. a, a decision That's at fair. large. But, um, I almost put
2: Noctis. Noctis is fun. that
0: dude. Uh, Why would you have picked Noctis? Well, I, I, I don't know if we want to get into it. <laughs> all of this
2: i mean the usual like he went through a lot the dude had like his dad died and all of a sudden like oh i gotta be a king
0: okay um you know simba yeah uh let's see what other ones did i did i almost choose um i think i think that about covers it I, i nathan drake is always interesting but just so like stereotypical video game you know, I like Sully more
2: than I like Drake.
0: Well, yeah, but, you know, Sully's not a protagonist.
2: Well, I don't... don't I, dare, he right? could have his own protagonist. Video, like, that
0: dude... A video game that protagonist his own game. has to be the person we're playing as, right? I guess this is just... Dis- that's what I discussion. thought.
2: I mean, it's kind of weird, and... Like, cause I can talk Final Fantasy. Like, I like Terra, but, like, you also play as Locke. And, well, or, and if
0: you play as the a, character, that's fair, story. but you don't play as Sully.
2: But then again, I almost chose—I almost point?
0: chose Ellie from Last of Us. Like I was that close, but Ellie, you only play. I mean, as, you can play as,
2: like, as Lily in the DLC now.
0: As Ellie, yeah, you you can. Mm-hmm. Um, that
1: would have been a good one.
0: Yeah, I almost chose that one just because I love that DLC so much. That's not all this good DLC we're talking about? um maybe there's more of it than we thought but let's let's go ahead and jump to the question because we we got to get this wait, done um,
1: wait are we gonna the have the a have a top top villains top yeah three we'll, villains? we'll do
0: that soon well i'll make sure we do that soon because that'd be fun too um maybe we'll even do that next week i don't really have anything scheduled this one i had planned for a while this one i had planned for a while so um okay let's let's drop the question this one actually uh i don't know who it came from it was just in a it was an email uh it was like I don't want to divulge the email, but they didn't they didn't list the name. So, um, feel free to message message me if um, if you want a free game.
1: Time so, to make a fake account.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Uh, well, I'll, I'll know who it came from. I'll know the email it came
1: from. <laughs> what if they message you on Discord? Uh,
0: I don't know. Good question. Good question. Anyway, uh, here. So it's, it's still tied. Marcos is gonna go first. Um, this week since Dakota went first last time. This, if we're talking about, about famous protagonists, this, this is the, uh, the best one, I think. Which of the following games does Mario not make a cameo in, Marcos? Is it A, Super Metroid? Is it B, Tetris? Is it C, Metal Gear Solid The Twin Snakes? Is it D, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2? What? <laughs>
3: There's no way. But, hmm. So this is, this is
0: a cameo. A, like an appearance in any of these games, Mario does not make an appearance in one of them, which means in three of them, he does. Say him again. Was it A, Super Metroid? Was it B, Tetris? Was it C, Metal Gear Solid, The Twin Snakes? Was it D, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2?
2: and i I want to clear
0: okay i I just do want to clarify that tetris was the snes version um or i guess nes (laughs) i I can't remember which one but yeah anyway uh dakota so marcos picked Call of duty modern warfare 2. what's your choice gonna be
1: um so he picked call of duty yep and then there's metroid
0: tetris metal gear solid the twin snakes
3: he picked Call of Duty uh, I'm gonna go
1: with Metal Gear:
3: So Mario appears
0: in Tetris as an actual player uh, in the NES version. Also, he appears as as a some sort of statue in Metal Gear Solid, the Twin Snakes. God damn it. <laughs> and also appears in the no. background of Call of Duty Modern no. Warfare 2. The Wait, only so he wasn't in Metroid? The only game Mario did not make a cameo appearance in is Super Metroid.
2: <laughs> I call shenanigans.
0: Well, I, I I, did. I fact-checked this one. So
2: Nah, you didn't fact-check it correctly, Mr. <sighs> Red Ash Ketchum.
0: Well... I, I knew you guys were going to be salty over this one, but it was a great question nonetheless. So thank you for sending it in. Nah,
2: Terrible question.
0: That's going to do it for us today. You guys remain in a tie. It's like you're eternally locked into a battle. I'm really excited <sighs> to see where this goes.
2: I think oh, yeah, that's yeah, more fun
0: sure. than
1: one of us being way ahead of the other. Though. Yeah, I
0: did get I did get an email from somebody claiming to have 13 points. You guys each have seven. so They're fake.
1: They're lying. I don't could believe be. them.
0: Could be. I don't know. Hackum. No way to check, I guess. Anyway, um, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, there's, there's some, some more news. We're kind of in that period just before E3. Not just before E3, but we're getting to that point. Um, so, if there's going to be news that drops, it's got to be soon. So, hopefully, hopefully we, we, see, we see something pop up. Regardless, we'll be back next, uh, next Monday evening. Usually, the podcast release on iTunes in the middle of the night for, for Tuesday. So, um, thank you for listening. Thank you. Uh, I, I guess we should walk through, Marcos, where can people find you?
2: Yo, man, find me on Twitter, Marcos Carmona, or at TwinkiePie37, on the cute one. Thank <laughs> you.
0: And Dakota?
1: Uh, either on Twitch at SpyGina, S-P-Y-G-I-N-A, or on Twitter at the Empress. There's a three in there somewhere, but you gotta find it.
0: And uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Benjamin10 been playing Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh I we also have a ton of stuff coming out on Epilog this week. So let me just shout that out really quickly. Today we released Preston Johnson's uh piece on Kentucky Route 0. Tomorrow by the time everybody listens to this they'll they'll know it anyway. I'm uh starting a new a new section on Epilog called Three and Out where I review games in sort of a brief but uh, hopefully uh, am, you know hopefully concise an important and impactful way. Uh, I'll be doing sort of shorter reviews, so those will be up uh, again. It's called Three and Out. You can find it under the Feature and Review section. Then Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, I have a piece coming out that I'm gonna keep hidden for now. Thursday, we're gonna be starting a an Epilogue Roundtable, which hopefully actually Marcos and Dakota will be a part of. And then Friday, uh, we'll be releasing Blake Guthrie's latest piece on Shadow of the Colossus. So. Look for all of that. Thank you guys again for listening. Take care, everyone.